It's that old smoker's cough coming back. <coughs> Holy shit. I'm, uh, I'm here. It's scientific fact that the wild strawberry water, like Crystal Light flavor packet <coughs> and water, will make you cough exponentially more if you accidentally swallow too hard. Oh. I don't know what it is. I could like literally choke on any other drink, a couple coughs. That one, I'll be coughing for like 10 fucking minutes. I thought you were going to go a completely different way with that. Science. It's also the best flavor, so you know it's worth it, I guess. It's the only flavor I drink. I don't mean, yeah. But it occasionally tries to kill me. The fruit punch is pretty good, but it's like very fruit punchy. It's like too much of a punch. Maybe I, more fruit, you know. I haven't liked fruit punch till I was like since I was like seven. I haven't liked it until I was like since I was like seven. Okay, Nia. Okay, you know what do you do? What like what are you what are you so distracted with over there? Nothing. Oh, you're looking at your phone. I know that. Oh, okay. Well, <coughs> God. Oh. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, a I know. It's it, a it lives there for minutes. It's a tickle. You're going to make it worse. Ah! Ooh. This is episode 144. We're back. We did it. And I'm laughing at cunt again because I saw that again since we didn't actually review this movie. We're going to try this time. No promises. Um, yeah, we're going to do our best to actually get to this movie and review it because we watched it a week ago. And then last week we just decided to shit on some movies. Typically don't do that, but um, we did it. So, I mean, in case you missed it, it basically <laughs> chalked up to fuck you, Scott teams. Yeah, pretty much. Um, sorry to him for saying that, but also I'd get I'm not... that on a T-shirt and wear it. People are like who's Scott Teams? Look him up on IMDb. You'll you'll He's hate him too. Ruiner of films. We'll just start a chanting uh, instead of Halloween die or evil dies. Scott Teams sucks. Jesus Christ, <laughs> taking a very very um like hard stand. Is that a stand? It's not yeah, a, hard stance. Hard stance against Scott Teams. Sorry, dude. Um, you just... know what you did. You're going to reflect on this and you're going to live in regret. Probably not. Um, so, yeah, that we're actually going to try our best to get to a fantastic fear of everything as long as we don't get distracted with 17 other movies. Um, but, yeah, so that's the plan today. We have a few things up top we'll talk about. But, uh, you know, looking around the podcast room, it's something's different. It's just it's so much more um, homey in here. Is it because you hung artwork? Yeah. Um, I went. I was. <laughs> Hang crazy? That's a weird phrase or sentence. That is a weird sentence. Let's not say that. I went crazy with hanging pictures, and I hung up my Friday the 13th picture, my a, mo a movie that doesn't exist. That's not a real movie. It was something from... But it's a sick poster. Remember those uh, uh, the those boxes I got? The horror boxes? What the fuck were those called? Spook box? Spook bag? The Remember? Loot, loot, loot Fright. Loot Fright crate. Yeah. Um, it came in one of those, and I was like, oh, that's cool, and then I looked up the movie to see if it was, it's not real. I'm like, I mean, it's a cool poster, but I wish it was real. But anyways, and then I got I'd my- watch it. I mean, I'd wa if it was real, I would. Um, Alligator, The Howling, Ghost Ship, and House of Wax, Scream Factory posters up, and then my Doctor Sleep and It Chapter 2 official movie posters from the actual theater, courtesy to Spencer Lafferman, because he worked there for like so many years, like over a decade. Um, so it's looking, and then I got all the HHN ones up there in the corner behind Sam, and um, it's looking, it's looking hella fresh in here now. It like feel, it's it's such a different feel now because the walls aren't blank, and once we get those hung up over there, and that wall is full, it's like it just it feels it feels good in here. Yeah, it's a nice energy. Yeah, I love it. So that's exciting. Finally, it only took me uh, almost ten months of being actually exactly ten months because we moved in last August, so about nine ten months to actually hang all this shit up. Yep. Good for me. 
Um, but let's talk about some some news here. We have news. I mean, we don't have news. Uh, we, we don't have um, news. Unless you H- count H- hanging artwork as news. HHN has news, and oh, we have snap. not we have not talked about that yet. So they have. Oh, it's crazy. It is June. 22nd. By the way, happy birthday to Bruce Campbell. It's his birthday today. Shout out, Bruce Campbell. That explains why I had a drawing of Bruce Campbell in my uh, time hop. Hail to the king, baby. Um, So happy birthday to him. Shout out him. And um, fucking, yeah, it's June 22nd, and we have two houses, no scare zones, eight houses left, uh, some shows left that they still need to announce, and we don't even have the frequent fear passes yet. It's very unusual. WT fuck is going on. Because, like, yeah, about... A few weeks ago, we were like, oh, we bought our tickets at this point for Frequent Fear because we know we try to go at least once a week. Um, Minimum. Yeah, we try to go twice a week. But, you know, obviously it's spooky time. There's a lot of other stuff going on. And we're not 25. We get sleepy. You get sleepy. I get sleepy. We are exhausted from the work week sometimes. Sometimes it's not there. But we still try to make it at least once a week. And... So we have to wait for our tickets to come out. They haven't come out yet. And it's weird because they've also normally they've announced more houses by now. And for them to have announced two, 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 like Count I guess them. they'll just be like popping them off like each week before it starts. Like, will we not know? Because they eventually they set out the merch before it starts. Well, um, it's kind of like what they did last year. But last year. Well, no, it's like. <laughs> It's almost like what happened in 2020 because they didn't announce anything, didn't announce anything, and they're like, oh, we're, we can't do it. Um, but last year, I remember it being more consistent with announcements, so I am not sure why they're hiding everything from us. Um, I, I don't think they're going to cancel on us this year. They had it last year. There's no reason to cancel this year, so I don't know what's going on, but we have two houses. Uh, one of which is another Universal Monsters house, and not that I don't appreciate those houses because they're super pretty and gorgeous and they look great, but it's like third year in a row. I was going to say, like, it's been three years. Come on, guys. First, it was Universal Monsters, so it was uh, Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman. Um, I think there was other... I, it was pretty much a hodgepodge, like Phantom was in there. It was everybody. Yeah, it was like everyone. That was cool. And then last year, it was specifically the Brides of Frankenstein. Yep. Okay, cool. And now it's like Wolfman, Dracula, and uh, shit. What's the other one? The Mummy. Mummy. Now, this is... Like, it's cool, but like... Is it... Come on. I mean, and consider this, though. It's also three years with heavy, heavy Dracula themes because... Yeah. The first year, um, they had a whole section for Dracula and his brides. Um, yeah, because remember... Uh, in the house? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant like a scare zone. I was like, where, no, where was I? No, they had a whole I? section in the house. I hide the whole um Then the next year... Um, what was that? That was the trash can. Oh, uh, the next year, like I know it was the Bride of Frankenstein, but also all of Dracula's brides were in there. Yeah. Um, so that was like a, a heavy theme. And then this year again, like we, we get, we get it guys. You really like vampires. I don't think I've been, I can't think of a year I've gone that there wasn't a vampire though. Um, yeah, because even the scare zone from 28, I think was the, uh, vamp 85, vamp 85, then, uh, then, and then 2016 was vamp 55. You weren't there for 16. No, I'm me. thinking of the, the house with all the, uh, 
vampires in it. Ho- oh, the hive. The hive. Yeah. The host. That's someone come. Someone actually posted about that the other day in one of the groups I'm in. They were like, "Oh, it was my favorite house from that year." And I looked at my rankings of them because I keep track of that shit. And it was the lowest on the totem pole for me. And I was like, that's right. Yeah, I didn't like that one at all. I mean, I mean, whatever. Everyone's going to have different opinions. But I just thought it was kind of interesting that year because there was so much other better shit than the hive. Um, so, yeah, the hive. Yeah, they yeah, vampires every year, man. I mean, they In are some extremely capacity. popular. I mean, I know I'm a big vampire like fan. I love vampire lore. Yeah. I'm currently subjecting myself to Vampire Diaries of Kitten and it's such a trash show. I can't stop watching. It. Well, and speaking of vampires, uh, on the subject of that, we just started watching What We Do in the Shadows. It's such a better show. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, there's cur. Oh, what is there? There's three out. Four is on the way, and they got renewed for five and six. Yeah. And we're like halfway through two. And I was the reason I never wanted to start it is because I was kind of resistant to it because it's not Taika Waititi, it's not Jermaine Clements, and whatever the other guy is, I can't, I don't know his name, um, but they are all producers and I believe writers on the show. They're involved in some way, shape, or form in capacity of the show. Yep. Um, but the people in the show are essentially the same, same exact characters almost. You know what I mean? Like they've got I, their the own same thing, but the same like kind of dynamics. That, yeah. So it still works. Like um, I don't know their fucking names. Uh, the comp- Nadia. Oh, hello. Oh, oh. What are you doing, computer? Um, pause for technical. Sa- sorry, I, it's it's a brand new show. I can't remember their names. Laszlo. Laszlo he and gives Nadia. Me, yeah, he gives me Jermaine Clement vibes. And Nandor. Okay, and then Nandor gives me Taika Waititi vibes. Um, so they give you like the similar vibes, and they're completely different. Oh my god, what happened? I, I kind of need this. Hello? What the fuck? You need it. I need it. Oh, I have shit. to be able to read. What happened? Oh, uh, my computer. Oh shit, my computer died. Oh. Okay, so I guess um we'll get back to that in a minute while you're sorting your shit out. Okay, we're good. It's plugged in. Um, so yeah. There it goes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's on, uh, where are we watching that? Hulu? Yes. On Hulu. Yeah. So it's a great show. Um, what do you tell, tell me what you like about it? What do I like? Yeah. I love that kind of comedy. It's a, um, (coughs) dark humor. Uh, Nadia's extremely funny. I like that they have a female in the mix. Um, yeah. Cause they didn't have, oh, uh, uh. No, no, they didn't have one in the they, movie. Yeah, no. they didn't. Yeah, they did not have uh, a female. They vampire. have fantastic cameos in there. Just like amazing guest spots on that show. Doug um, Jones, definitely my favorite so far. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, it, it's just a fun show. And if you like horror and you like gore, but you don't like jump scares, like this is a great show to watch. I mean, there's some moments, though, where you get like, whoa. Not that I can think of. Oh, well, fine. Then whatever. I think the f- uh, the funniest ongoing joke of the, or the uh, like running gag that they do is definitely when Laszlo says bat every time he turns into a bat does not get old hasn't gotten old yet literally explains it at one point he's like yeah when I want to turn into a bat I just yell bat <laughs> and then he flies off into the night um, and then uh, Guillermo is Nandor's familiar right it's his name yes. Guillermo and I love his whole story right now with the whole don't spoil it man what. Because if you haven't, if you don't know what's going on, it's it's like something that leads in on season two. So don't. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Anyways, well, I just like what's going on with his, his... familiar of ten years. Um, yeah, dealing with his own stuff. I, I love the scene too. There's a scene where he's like, "You've been my familiar for like what two years? Like ten? Oh, he's like ten. Holy shit! <laughs> like yeah, I'm kind of waiting for you to you know get started on that whole turning me into a vampire process. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a freaking hilarious show. 
And I'm, I'm super excited that they got renewed for two more seasons. And it's like a super easy show to watch because it's, you know, 23 minutes. It's not like an hour long, you know, 45 minute show. So you can binge them quick. There's like 10 a season. And um, yeah, they're just super funny. If you want to just have some mindless fun, I, I, I highly suggest that. We need to actually get back on watching that because we stopped for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but anyways, yeah, HHN, going back to that, uh, I mean, I'm still excited for the Universal Monsters house, but yeah, I feel like they're just getting a tad repetitive, just a little bit. Um, I think they're trying to keep interest, too, because they're building that epic park and they're supposed to be a... Yeah, yeah a um, monster like section. A section, so they want to keep the hype up on those and keep the interest into those and keep the merchandise kind of rolling out for those, so that way they're really building, like... A background for that because uh, a lot of those other sections they really can't um i will say uh thinking of this though um tragically they did close the monster cafe i was just about to say which, that um uh, for anyone who's been to universal it's there fucking been really, there the whole time there are some really good restaurants there and um there are some we'd really like to try out in islands of adventure but like Monster Cafe, easily the most fun themed like restaurant in there, Um, like all the different props and different old movies they had stuff for the delicious rotisserie chicken. Um, You and that chicken, man. I think I like it better over by the Velociraptor. The Velocicoaster? No, by the falls. What is it? Something falls. Raptor Falls or whatever the dining place is over there Um, because they got the good potatoes. But... I'm actually kind of curious because Monster Cafe is where they do the uh, dine-in thing with the characters uh, during Halloween Horror Nights. So where's that, that yeah. going to be? Yeah. What Hopefully the fuck? somewhere where you can stand in the shade and not the searing hot sun beforehand. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know they didn't do it last year, but that was because of you know COVID you know, shit. So that's fine. But yeah, this year it's like, okay, well, are they going to just like decorate up a existing restaurant for spooky times? Are we going to have it at fucking lose or whatever? Like, where is that going to be? Are they even going to do it anymore? Maybe they won't because they have the, um, they have two restaurants that don't get used during Halloween Horror Nights, but those get used for the RIP tours. Mm-hmm. So where they have the private bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other main restaurants are too big. Hmm. those are like your two main seating areas for food. They're not going to eliminate one of the large restaurants that people go to eat food in because you need people to stop and take breaks to alleviate foot traffic and lines. So they might not have it anymore. Maybe it's not performing as well either because I remember when we went, there weren't a butt. There were, there were some people in there, but there weren't a bunch of people. (laughs) A bunch. I thought you said a butt. I did not. It sounded like butt. Um, I mean, I guess, yeah, but that was always just something cool to do. I mean, we did it for the first time in 2019, and we're like, let's do this next year, and then next year didn't happen, and then it didn't happen in 2021, so I guess at least we got to do it the one time and got the cool pictures. Yeah. There's something. Um, But yeah, they better move it to, I'm assuming they're going to move it, because it's literally been there since the, uh, to my knowledge, since the park opened in whenever the fuck I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like it's, well, it's been there for a hot damn minute. I and the big speculation we're all deeply afraid uh, because they also closed, you know, Shrek 4D, is that they've been putting up these walls around them, and right across from Shrek 4D is the Minions ride and all of these um, fences that are going around the structure because Monster Cafe and Shrek 4D are like right. N- they're one building, aren't they? No. 
There's a there's a there's a street because you have Shre- you have Shrek 40 and then you have the street. Oh down no, the there's middle, like a, a and then you small have strip you have, down the middle. I'm thinking of where Donkey's thing. Yeah, is. Yeah, you have Donkey thing here, and then around that side is the Monster Cafe. Yeah, so I think everyone's a little bit afraid that they're gonna turn it into a big minion thing, and it's like, oof. It's not that I don't like the minions. I mean, I like them in context of the Despicable Me movies. Yeah. But um, I didn't really need like a whole section of park dedicated. Well, I to I also think that the uh, the little walls they put up are just you know the minions are working on things like you know I don't think it's necessarily it's gonna be minions. I mean I'm not I'm assuming it is. It probably is. I mean at least the restaurant's probably gonna be minionized or something. I mean like there that. is a, mi- a minion one at minion at uh, California in California. Yeah. So um, I don't think Shrek. I don't. I, I I hope Shrek isn't gonna turn into something minions. I assume the cafe is, but they better do something other than minions because people are gonna get tired of that shit eventually. I will say though, <laughs> like, um, from what I've seen though, the minion cafe that they have in Hollywood has apparently got some good food in it. Oh, so, I mean, I'm sure the food's going to be delicious, but I don't you need... You know, when we go in a couple of years and the lines died down? I don't... Yeah, I don't need an entire street of fucking minions. I'm I'm good. Yeah. They're funny, but it's like, it's like we, that's going to be that park's identity at this point. And it's like, you have so many other cool things you could do, like Monster Cafe, but just move it to the new park, you know? Just move it to the new park, make it bigger, make it better, make it more awesome. And who knows? I mean... Maybe HHN will have a new home at that park. Like we don't need, we have no idea. It's totally possible that they could open that park because it's going to be like it is literally supposed to be. I saw the map of it. It's almost like two times bigger than everything that we have. Universal and H, uh, HOA, H- IOA. Uh, IOA combined. So it's supposed to be a massive park. Well, my only so thought it would be on cool. that is because the thing with. Universal, because remember they did it at Islands of Adventure for a while, but then they, I guess they ended up having problems, so they just put it back at the one park. Well, that was also dual park, though. Yeah, so um, I think that the only issue they would have with moving it to the bigger park is they have this nice setup in Universal where it all looks like different cities. It, yeah. It's all set up to look like different places, so it's really easy to add set pieces to those places and make them blend Whereas, like, think about um, when they did them at Islands of Adventure and they were kind of just had to go with what was there because, you know, you got to put the nature stuff near Jurassic Park because where the hell else are you going to put the greenery stuff? And um, you got to put, like, the fun clowny stuff over by the cartoon section because it would look weird anywhere else. Like, the having the Universal section be more, like, the Universal Towns be more... Um, you can recognize the city, but they're they're more of a blank slate to work off of. No, I know. And if they have all these really specific sections in the epic park, then it's going to be really hard to work in a variety of, you know, scare zones. Yeah, I just it's also definitely hard at Universal, too, because it's more superhero themed than anything. You know, you have all the superheroes and yeah, then you have Jurassic Park. Then you have, you know, Poseidon and then you and then you have Harry Potter. Well, now you do. Of course, when it was at um, IOA, there was no Harry Potter land at our town or Hogsmeade or whatever. Yeah, I don't think so. That's probably why they definitely can't do it there. But I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying because I don't I can't remember all the lands that they have. I know they're going to have like a monster land and uh, other lands, but I mean, they would have more space to do more houses. It would be bigger. It could hold more people. So, I mean, I'm not ruling it out as a possibility. Do I think it'll happen? No. But it's it's entirely possible that they could potentially move it to a bigger space where they could do more houses because it's getting more packed and more packed every fucking year. Yeah. Remember that one? What was that? Twenty. 
2019 when that when that that famous you know like the infamous picture of like the line over the bridge and it's just a fucking sea of people that was an insane night too yeah. many people so um oh we got to talk about the other house too real quick um so yeah that's uh i totally forgot about that house um so yeah i mean definitely still excited for this year obviously i'm gonna go through the monstrous house um and maybe that'll you know i don't think they have done the mummy yet though so i think that is i think that is there was a small mummy section i believe but uh, you you, there was that like whole cursed mummy house thing right a few years back oh tomb of the ancients there you go yeah that was 2016 yeah so that's been a while yeah tomb of the ancients was fucking awesome um so that's the first house and the second house which is a really not a shocker uh, but I'm surprised they're redoing this one specifically. It's the 1978 Halloween. And so far at this park that I, to my knowledge, they've done Halloween, Halloween two. Obviously they can't do Halloween three because no Mike Myers. I mean, they could, but it would be different. They did Halloween four and now they're just like, fuck it. We're going back to 1978, which is weird. Cause it's good like, year, good year. Yeah. I mean, it's a great movie, but it's like, uh, why don't you do the new one from 2018? Don't do kills. Um, but why don't you do the new one or Rob's out? Like, you know what I mean? It's weird that they're repeating a house from 1978. I mean, I don't care. It's going to be the Halloween houses are always my favorite. Uh, they're always, a, it's always a good time to go through. And it's always nice to see, you know, Myers come back and, you know, throw his blade up in your face. Maybe it's more cost effective to keep going back to these um, IPs that they already have. Uh, yeah. I mean, long reputations with maybe there isn't as much current hype for like, there aren't a lot of, franchises going on right now like there's been some like there's been like a new conjuring movie but how the hell are you gonna do a conjuring house you know there haven't been a lot of large franchises that have been um pumping out movies where they would fit in houses and uh so maybe they're just trying to fill in with what they have no that's entirely possible and i know they do halloween because obviously it's i mean i think at this point it's a crowd pleaser well it's a crowd pleaser and and i'm pretty sure at this point Aren't the new ones universal, right? Fuck if I know. I can't remember. I don't know, but it's an, obviously it's an easy property for them to um, obtain. And uh, according to the spec map too, which has changed as as you if you follow the spec maps, you know they change. So the spec map now, um, obviously Halloween confirmed, uh, monsters, legends collide. Uh, which original the Blumhouse of horrors is supposed to be back. The black phone and freaky are the, uh, two mashups. Uh, oh, I'd be down for that. I'd be so down for that. Evil dead bug house seeds of extinction Two, El Chupacabra dead, dead man's wharf, which was a scare zone back in 2016, I believe. And then the weekend, I don't give a shit how many people want to fucking dump all over the weekend house. I'm here for it. I don't care. I will always, I will always like, you know, I want to see something new and different. So I don't know why people are like, oh, The weekend isn't horror. I don't care if he's not. I just want to see a cool house, like a cool music house. I was so on board for Billie Eilish when they or when they were talking about doing that. And remember, it didn't happen. So, like, chill your tits. Yeah. Everyone, you also don't know what it's going to look like. So, again, <laughs> chill your tits. Everyone sees this and they're like, that's just bullshit. Man! And I'm like, it's a spec map, guys. Cal- calm it down. We have no idea the validity of this. I mean, I, they are about 75% accurate. I'd say, but, uh, fuck yeah, dude. I'm so down for a weekend house. It'll be, the music will be good. Yeah. It'll be thumping bass and I don't, you know, whatever. I'm sure they'll find a way to make it spooky. I've also saw someone tweet about the weekend, not being horror. And someone posted two pictures from like his music videos look spooky as shit. Yeah. Like you you don't know what's going to happen. So why don't you chill out? I will always give things like, you know, uh, like, uh, I'll, I'll try everything once. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, like <laughs> there's some that we were just like the like um wow. <laughs> uh there were some houses where I know that we had discussed them and they're like, Oh, it could be fun, but then like we read the premise and we're like, That sounds weird, but I mean let's find out. And then like we ended up loving them. Like graveyard oh, yeah. games. We oh, were like, the, that doesn't dude. make any sense, but sure. And then that we got in like... there <laughs> and we loved that house. Everybody loved that house. It was such a great house. That was one of the best from that year. Yeah, because the story the story behind it was fucking stupid. But then we saw it and I was like, In oh. motion. You're like, Remember yeah. that just because you've read a blurb or seen a picture of the art for it, not even in the inside of the house, the yeah. art, you don't know how the house is going to play out. Yeah. Give it a chance. Give it a, yeah, I'll, that's what I'm saying. I, I'll always give it a chance. If I don't like it, I'm still going to go through it because we're going to get expressed, but you know. Feel free to have all the opinions you want after you've done it. Yeah. I, that's why, I, you know, I don't, I mean, yes. Did I have an opinion of the monsters collide? Yeah. Because it's like, it just feels, it feels a little lazy. It feels a little too easy. But they have been fun. But so. they've been fun and they look, they look fantastic. You know, I'm just kind of tired of like, all right. You know, even Halloween, I'm like, all right. But, you know, I love the Halloween houses. And at this point, I don't care what they do. I'm just going to go and have fun and go through haunted houses. I really hope, though, that this Evil Dead is either, well, it only, can only be two because it doesn't say Evil Dead 2. I'm kind of hoping it's the remake. You know what I mean? I mean, of course, I'd like to see, you know, a Bruce Campbell, uh, you know, Ash in there somewhere. But the re- the remake was so bloody and gory, and there's so many things I'd like to see come to life. Probably gonna be the original. It's that's gonna be the. Original. That's still fine. Probably not gonna be the remake. That's still fine. That's still fine. I don't care. Also, or it could just be a fucking Evil Dead just mash up house. Who knows? Also, for real though, if you go to Halloween Horror Nights more than once, every house will get repetitive. So simmer down because you're gonna go through <laughs> all the houses several times. Several um, times. So like, it's not gonna be new every time. Yeah. So, I mean, they do like to change stuff to confuse the shit out of you, but you know. That's what I love about Halloween Horror Nights. You're like, oh, you're you're new there. Oh, hello. The one I can remember the most was, uh, oh man, I don't remember the name of the house, but it was from 2016. It was like the Western, that's my gold house. And there's an ibuprofen in my pocket. And the, one? the whole entire season. There was this this scare actor was not there. Last night I went, which was I think closing night, or maybe you know maybe I just missed him. But there last night, someone like they added a strobe and someone reached down from the roof and I almost fell over because I had never seen that, been through that house like twelve times, <laughs> and it freaked me out. Of course, you know I had been it was me and Scott. We had been drinking and we both they, he got both of us. We like like we're so taken back. So I love that they constantly add new scares and try to work in different things. Like that guy crawling on the ground in graveyard games. No, oh my you. god! We no, were so you. nervous every time we went <laughs> no, through that you. house because we're like, "Is it cast A or cast is cast B?" And he's just, and he's just out. reaching out and crawling on the ground. I'm like, "You cannot be at ankle height." No, that scares the fuck. Especially for like me being so tall, I don't like things that are on the ground because I I don't know. I don't. That, not, that freaks me out. Well, I'm because, not a fan of that. Um, someone at arm's length you can defend yourself from, but your brain goes, "Oh, there's someone down here." I'm standing on my feet. Kick, they kick, are not currently available. <laughs> and someone reaches out at you. You don't like, I don't know where to go. I don't You're know what to do. High. Yeah. Yeah. So um, very excited. September 2nd through October 31st this year. Uh, it's a really, it's really weird that they're ending it on a uh, Tuesday, but I mean, or a Monday, but you know, whatever. So, uh, and they're start, that's the earliest they've started too. the second. That is so early. So that'll be a lot of fun this freaking spooky time, spooky season. But uh, let's talk about two movies real quick before we go on to this movie that we saw recently. Well, I say recently, but it's the two we didn't get to talk about the last episode because we were too busy shitting on other movies. 
Um, really so mostly just the one movie, <laughs> but yeah. So like I said, I, sh- I should have just called it Firestarter. Son of a bitch. Uh, we did dash cam. We did Firestarter. Um, did we talk about? Oh, you haven't seen the sadness yet. Okay, sadness is amazing. Um, but yeah. Uh, real quick, the curse is a new is a new werewolf mov- movie for this year. It came out a while back in theaters, and then I just bought the Blu-ray because I heard good things. I quite enjoyed it. Um, I liked the setting. I um I liked how you, the the vampire not the vampire. The werewolves came to be. It was a completely different like origin story. It wasn't like, oh, I got bit. I'm a werewolf. They kind of made it a little different, you know, with the teeth and stuff like that. I thought that was a pretty yeah. cool thing. And then how you became the werewolf was completely different with all those weird strands coming off of you. And then like the it, it was it was very creative in a way. But uh, biggest drawback for me was the CG when you actually saw the werewolf. It was quite bad. Yeah. Quite bad. But everything else about it, I thought, was pretty smart. You know, it's something new in the terms of werewolves that, I, that you know, they 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 took it in a different direction. So I, I had to give them props for that. Yeah, I like the way they did the transformation. I was kind of just meh about the movie in general. I mean, like, um, it, there was plenty of gore. Uh, there was plenty of, like, what's going to happen. But for me, I think the problem was, like, the storyline was a little too vague. Because they were, like, we're kind of wondering through most of the movie what the hell the part, the point of the first part is. And then when we get to find out what it is, you're like, I'm still not entirely sure why they needed to do the first part of the film. Like, the intro in, because it just felt, like, weird and unnecessary. Yeah. Um. And also, of course, uh, we've discussed this on other um, episodes, uh, offensive depiction of gypsies again. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, as we all know, gypsies curse people. Um, I feel like uh, these gypsies just wanted their land and not to get massacred. um, And uh, everybody got what was coming to them. I mean sucks to be the kids of those people but you know uh yeah it would be nice if we could stop using gypsy curse as the explanation for everything there are other ways to get curses it could be a nondescript curse also an option i thought that were they native americans though or no those were gypsies oh i could have sworn there were native americans that cursed the people for being on their land uh not in this film oh this film was gypsies because it was european Hmm, okay. And Native Americans wouldn't be in Europe. Oh yeah, it was European. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Sorry. And uh, frankly, it was a graphic uh, brutalization of uh, gypsy people. Um, but yeah, okay. I mean, but they the visuals were cool. Um, and they did not shy away from some of the more violent stuff. Oh yeah, which Gore was, was hard great. to look at. I just felt like it could have been sh- it like it wanted to go for artsy, but didn't quite go all the way to artsy so you're just like i don't know where you want to be i've also been trying to take into consideration on my ratings uh how it looks how it sounds um and this you know the cinematography in this was very well done i mean yeah the score as well so i'm trying to take that and include those into my ratings more and more um because yeah i I did really enjoy this it and it was a little it was it was a tad on the long side too it was about an about an hour and 50 so you know 145 without you know without credits so it's a, it's a tad bit on the long side, but um, yeah, I just, I really, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I would definitely watch that again. You know, there are some things that, you know, like you said, the whole gypsy thing, there are other ways to explain, you know, curses. 
Yeah. I, I agree with you. I um, mean, I get the weird correlation between gypsies and werewolves. It's like a long ass thing. Yeah. With gypsies and supernatural creatures. Oh boy. What's that about? Somebody explain it to me because like I, I get it in the sense that I know it's a thing that yeah. people like to do, but I don't understand why. Like it doesn't werewolves do not always equal gypsy curse. That's true. No, I, I understand, yeah. I don't know. I, I obviously think I enjoyed this much more than you did. Um, you did. Okay. Well, I guess that's just me. Um, it's got a 2.9 out of 5 on the letterbox. And uh, I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but I picked up the Blu-ray for like $19.99. So that's the curse from this year. Don't be confused on letterbox because it says it was from 2021, but it was not available to us in the U.S. since it is a European film until this year. Um, next up, did we talk about Blackwell Go 6? Uh, Last... No, we did not. Well, I'm not going to say much about it because it's kind of hard to talk about it without immediately giving away spoilers. But um, if you know anything about uh, the Blackwell Ghost series, uh, Clay Turner Clay, <clears throat> um, he's done this whole thing where you know it really blurs the line between fiction and reality. Like especially with like four and five, it's like I know these are probably all fake, but honestly, the, he, he's so convincing at making it feel real that. I really don't know what to believe. And this one guy the other day was like, it's all fake. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, okay, that's great. Let me like, let me enjoy it how I want to enjoy it. Um, but he just did a sixth one for this year. And it was, I don't know how it's somehow for, for me, at least it was the best one. Like it's insane how these movies have just increasingly got better and better and better. You didn't like it at all. Apparently. No, it's not that I didn't like it. I um, saw your rating. I was like, wow. Oh shit. I didn't rate it that low. Did I? Yeah, it was, I mean, it's pretty low for me. Um, see, I, it's not that I didn't like it. Um, it still had the good scares in it, which is what I really appreciate about that is like, I didn't read it that low. It's pretty low. Um, compared to mine at least. So, yeah, well, my issue for me, it was that in, without giving too much away, obviously though, the whole concept of, and it's in the blurb, like it's this one, this haunting hits closer to home. Yeah. And for me, the introduction of, um, his children and his own house into the story and like how closely t- it started to feel a little too convenient for me. And like, that's where it kind of lost me because the other ones it's like, yeah, he totally could have stumbled onto a house with a haunting and stumbled onto this other house. He totally could have done that. That's a real thing that people do. But what doesn't usually happen is someone just is in their house and suddenly they're dealing with their own ghost problem. And so for me, it felt like too convenient a way to um, interject or inject his own life into it and to tie him more closely to the other stories or really the most recent haunting he had done in the previous films. And I was like, mm, it's harder to buy when you when you're putting too much of yourself. It, it, it worked better for me when he was more of a um, Guy that was outside looking in that kind of uh, accidentally brought this upon himself by getting too curious, you know? I I see. I'm completely the opposite way. I thought it was perfect that he did because it's always been about other things. And now due to certain events that happened to him, that's why it's happening to him. You know what I mean? It's not like it came. It's not the reason for me is it's not like it. Oh, because he got too close to doing the investigation. It latched onto him. It's what happens in the first five seconds of the movie that is like, oh, okay. So I guess, I don't know, it made sense to me. It's also very emotional. I cried uh, the first time I watched it, so that was fun. Um, but if you're a fan of fan of f- fan footage, fan, fan footage, fan footage. Um, if you're a fan of found footage and you haven't even seen any of them, check out the first one. 
Um, it's for free on Amazon. Then the, all the other ones are rented. Uh, I just bought them all because I love them so much. But yeah, Blackwell goes six. I assume he's going to make a seventh one because he does not pick up the story from five. Again, due to something that happened in his life. I don't think he had a means of continuing the story from five, but I believe he's making a seventh one to pick up that story because he leaves us on a cliffhanger in five with the map. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a great one. And then we also uh, watched new the new Cronenberg joint called Crimes of the Future. We'll make this quick because I don't want to talk too much about it. It's just I just want to say it was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was a wild movie. Okay, but... Ow. Sorry, I don't know if anyone else saw this on the internet like I did, but um, there was this thing. It was like a Twitter thing that was uh, like a, tw- a tweet that was posted around. It said the last twenty minutes of Crimes of the Future are gonna cause panic attacks and walkouts and like p- making people nauseous. That did not happen for me. So um, it, or it, or any of us, me, you, and Spencer were like we were all waiting for the last twenty minutes because we thought it was gonna be absolute raw insanity. And we didn't get that. Not that it wasn't a good ending, but I was expecting so much more than I got. So some, you know, it, it weirdly got hyped up for me and did not meet my expectations. And I was kind of upset that someone put that out on the Internet when it wasn't true. I mean, I've seen so much like when you watch the sadness that you'll see what what like what that, what that I think that was talking about the sadness, not crimes of the future. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of weird to see that because. I was totally fine throughout that. I mean, yeah, there were some pretty fucking crazy parts. But overall, the last 20 minutes weren't anything that made me want to throw up, faint, or walk out. So I don't know who wrote that, but falsitudes. So if you saw that, go into it expecting that to not prob- that to probably be not a thing. So I mean, it really... The whole movie's a metaphor, so... Oh, I know. Yeah. It, it's really not like... It's very Cronenberg. It's very Cronenberg. <laughs> it's very like a message of like... Um, Trying to control things you can't control. Yeah. Uh, Bot, and, you know, body horror, of course, because yeah. Cronenberg. Uh, well, because that's usually a really good way to depict that kind of thing, because if it's happening directly to you. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going in, if you're going in for like a this is gory nightmare horror, it was not near as like gory as I thought it was going to be. Like Videodrome uh, or Fly. Yeah. Scanners. Um, Frankly, it was is way more tame uh, yeah. than that. But um, yeah, weird. if you just if you're going in for like actual scares, this is not that kind of horror movie. It is literally one big artistic metaphor. So like, is there gross stuff in it? Yeah. But yeah. if you're looking for jump scares, this ain't it. Yeah. It, so, was, it was really cool, though. Oh, it was very good. Very well done. Um, it was nice to see Cronenberg return. And he's doing another movie that's going to be out next year, I think, too. So it's nice to see him come back to his roots because he kind of you know, did other things like um, history of violence, uh, Eastern promises, stuff that weren't really horror. They were more, um, I don't know, kind of like, I guess, a drama, thriller, you know, stuff like that. But when there was gore in the- I call them thrillers. Thriller, yeah. But when there was like gory moments, what? I can't hear me. Oh, I, well, I turned me you down. Sorry. Thank you. Um, there are, When there are gory moments in those movies, you're, like, he goes all the way with it. So it's nice yeah. to see him return to form. Can't wait to see what he does next. Let's get into this fucking movie. We got to talk about this movie. Go for it. It's time. Fantastic Fear of Everything. All right, let's do this. This is from 2012, released on June 8th in the UK uh, of that year. Uh, It had a limited run in the US starting February 7th of 2014. And then Shout Factory did a shout select of this on May 9th, 2017. With, uh, you know, 
Simon Pegg looking like an insane person as he, you know, is throughout the movie. Um, but yeah, I went ahead and bought, I don't even remember how I, how you think you came to me with this movie and I was uh, like, Oh, this shout- was me trying to select movies yes. for the podcast. And I literally went through like streaming services and Found saved this. movies that were available. And I always oh. like Simon Pegg. So yeah. And I, and I happened to see that not only was there a Blu-ray, but shout factory did it. And I was like, um, yeah, so I bought that. Um, this is rated R for no sex and nudity, mild violence and gore, moderate profanity, 32 fucks and one cunt, mild alcohol, dugs and smoking, <laughs> drugs and smoking, and now mild- watch out for those dugs. Goddamn dugs. And, uh, and, and, and smoke, or, and mild frightening and intense scenes. This has a runtime of an hour and 40 minutes, listed as a comedy horror. Uh, this was directed by a man named Crispin Mills. Where's my mouse? who's only directed uh, two things and also did a movie called Slaughterhouse Rules, also directed by a man named Chris Hopewell, who only has 12 directing credits and has done music videos and shorts. So there you go. Also written by uh, Crispin Mills, who only has two writing credits. The other was for Slaughterhouse Rules, whatever that is. Composed by a man named Michael Price, who who has 58 composer credits and has done things like The Sherlock Show and the Dracula miniseries. Uh, cinematography by Sh- uh, Simon Chaudoir. That's a French name, I think. Sorry if I butchered that. Um, he has 43 cinematographer credits and has done mainly music videos and shorts. So a lot of people that, you know, this is like their big thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very weird. Uh, starring Simon Pegg. Uh, he only has, as Jack, he only has 111 acting credits. No big deal. Um, you should probably know him from Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, World's End, you know, many, many things. The Man Axe. What? I can't remember who he was in Hitchhiker's. Huh? My brain's not clicking. He's the main guy in Hitchhiker's. Oh, no, he's not. Shit. No, he's not. That's, that's Martin Short. I'm um, like, the hell he is. Wait, maybe I'm, maybe I'm mistaken then. Maybe I was thinking of Martin Short. <laughs> okay, so he's not in that film. I'm Hold like, on. I don't recall him being in that film. He is currently in The Boys. Hold on a second. Did I fuck that up? <laughs> Yikes. Oh, shit. And for some reason, he has been in a shit ton of the... Um, Mission Impossible movies, which is the only reason I'd think of watching those, but unfortunately, they're still Mission Impossible movies, and therefore I have no interest. I think I fucked that up. I think you did too. <laughs> they don't even look alike, man. They got oh, ginger shit. hair. That's about where that ends. Oh my god, why did I... Okay, <laughs> not a checkers go. What the fuck? Was I, was I drunk when I did this? Because, like, I always go to their page and just take the top movies. I guess I've, I I must have been, I don't know. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Not Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, then we have Paul Friedman. Uh, Paul Friedman is Dr. Friedkin, who has 134 acting credits, was in Raiders of the Lost Ark as Bellic. You might know him from that movie, and he was also in Hot Fuzz as well. It's funny because you were like, I know that guy. I'm like, come on. You know. And then you looked it up, and yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark. He looks much, much different in this movie. Same accent, though. Yeah. That I guess it's just his accent. That uh, stands to reason. I don't know. He was playing a Nazi in that movie, so I thought he was just doing a thing. Uh, we got Amara Karen as Sanjeet, who has 24 acting credits and was in the Darjeeling Limited as Rita. And, and she's also in Doctor Who. Well, there you go. And then Claire Higgins as Claire de Grun- Grunwald, who has 79 acting credits and was in Hellraiser 1 and 2 as Julia. She was the mom in Hellraiser 1 and 2. Liked her a lot more in this. 
Yeah. Um, estimated budget of 1.5 million pounds and an estimated box office gross of 97,000. So this is what you would call a fucking flop. Uh, I don't know how accurate these are, but this is what IMDb is giving me. So we're going to go with that. Uh, filmed in Shepperton Studios in Shepperton, England, um, and London, England as well. You can watch this on Stars, Shout Factory TV, free with ads on Amazon, or buy the Shout Select Blu-ray for 22 on Amazon, or you can get it directly th- through their website. Uh, movies that came out around the same time, going by the UK release, we've got Dark Shadows, Moonrise Kingdom, Piranha 3 Double D, Men in Black 3, Prometheus, Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. It was a big year for threes. Uh, Brave, The Amazing Spider-Man, and Ice Age, Continental Drift. Um, oh, and Ted. I saw all of these except for Piranha 3, uh, 3, 3 Double D. 3 Double D. Yeah. Um, I saw... Though I saw Continental Drift with you, and we both agreed it was bad. Was that the bad one? Yeah. The I can't remember. Singing. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Um, specific horror moments, there's not a lot of them, and uh, we watched it a week ago, so I can't remember mine. Um, I wouldn't say <sighs> I can't, okay, re- but like, okay, the thing is with this is yes, it's a horror in the sense, but more the horrors happening to Simon Pegg or like happening from his perspective, so it's his- not in the sense like a scary movie, it's more like he's so fucking scared. Um, that it's a horror movie. I, like, if you are not good with horror movies, this is a great movie to watch. It's a great, yeah, if you don't, yeah, what you said. I'm not going to try and say that better. I don't know why I was trying. Um, favorite kill? I don't I don't think there's any kills. Pretty sure there are actually zero kills. Oh, wait, no. Technically, no. there's one death. Technically, there's one, but I don't think there's actually any kills on screen. No. Um, oh, did I have a favorite? Oh, I had a favorite line. Hold on. I had a favorite line. Oh, yes, you did. And it involves the one C word. Where the fuck did it go? Like Aha! you said it earlier a couple of times and now you're saying C word. Well, I okay. Um, in regards to talking about the hedgehog book he was writing, quote, he ruined my marriage, that prickly cunt. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. It was great. Um, would you agree that you were, that was was probably your favorite um, line too? Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, favorite character. My favorite character was the random cop that uh, Jack keeps bumping into throughout the film. I thought that was hilarious because the entire like even the entire movie, he just keeps bumping into this random cop. And he the, he's like so suspicious of the cop and thinks he's going to, you know, like arrest him or some shit. It was just such a little funny interaction. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite character was Jack. Well, yeah, he is. a He is a fucking Looney Tune in this. I didn't really have a least favorite character. I didn't either. It was a very limited cast. I mean, it was like three people. Yeah. And liked everyone. Yeah. Even the bad guy was like, I like you. You're you're cool. Yeah. You know? Um, oh, I, I guess maybe uh maybe his mom. I don't really like the mom. Kind of, you know, left him. What well, spoilers? Well, we're gonna talk about it. Okay. It's literally he mentions it pretty yeah. soon off. Um, all right, so then we got the IMDb summary right here. A crime novelist whose research on Victorian serial killers has turned him into a paranoid wreck must confront his worst fears when a film executive takes a sudden interest in his movie script. Boom, bang, go. Oh, you ready for me now? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, so Jack is a writer. He used to be a children's book writer, but it bas- it starts out with him discussing how he's been really heavily into research of Victorian serial killers. And he's gotten so deep into this research that it has um, made him 
totally paranoid. He sees his demise everywhere, literally everywhere. A gust of wind. This is it. Thinks he's seeing people in his bed. He literally walks all over his house with a knife. Um, it's actually not going to take that long to talk about this one just because so much of the time is like so much of the beginning of the movie is him wandering around thinking he's going to die. Well, do your and best because we still got like 20 minutes to fill, lady. Uh-huh. He kind of explains it um, as when he's thinking about doing something, he can hear the writing in his own head about like, this is how someone will write about me when I'm die when I die, like the phone will ring and he goes to answer it and he will, th- uh, then he'll start writing out his own death. Like he did not know, um, what he didn't know was that this phone call, um, would set off a series of events that would lead to his demise. And this is what he thinks every time he tries to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. And he kind of de- goes through describing different serial killers and how like, they act and how this has made him so paranoid like um how he imagines these deaths is what what's going to happen to him and he sees on tv that there is a um there is a recent murder in the neighborhood near him and i can't remember who like which um asian gang that he says is at fault for this um but it's someone, they're like, ah, yes, the calling card of this random Asian gang is they cut off all your fingers. And he, it's, you know, talking about it on the news. Well, then he gets a call um, from his uh, publicist who tells him that they have to meet for lunch, um, which he hates. Like, he's pretty much become a total agoraphobic. Like, he doesn't want to leave the house. He doesn't want to go near people. And... Um, so, like, his wife has left him at this point. He's gotten so out of hand. Uh, so he's just by himself. Well, yeah. The hedge- living in filth. The hedgehog ruined his marriage, you know? Yeah. Prickly little cunt. So um, he goes out to lunch, except he's, like, struggling the whole way there. Like, everything is upsetting. Everything could be bad. Uh, this could be the end for him. He gets Even when he gets into the restaurant, he's talking to the maitre d' while he's waiting for his publicist to come in and she is um, or like, while he's talking to him, he starts talking about uh, killer eyes. Is it murder eyes? Yeah. You can tell because yeah, he's in his research. He, he reads about how you can tell who a killer is based on the, their eyes and they have a certain stare that they, after you've killed someone, you just, yeah, you have these killer eyes. And I think they, uh, when he noticed them on someone, they kind of glowed like a yellow. Yeah. And he's just like, ah, I know he gets all scared. Yeah. Very Jack Sparrow-esque, I would say, with how he is very frightened. Yeah, very jumpy, very skittish. <laughs> very jumpy. And um, he ends up scaring himself right out of his seat and knocking a bunch of shit over um, as his publicist shows up. And that they... waiter was creepy, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he's supposed to be. Because you're pretty much like, some of this stuff, you're not even sure if any of it's happening because you're seeing his fantasies. And that was what was really cool about this, is it had this kind of storybook quality to it and also this um like you're seeing things from both the real perspective and his perspective so you don't actually know what's going on is that person actually being creepy 
Or does he just think they're being creepy and they're being totally normal? Well, and that's, yeah, that's what's really cool about this is because typically there is a, you know, there's a, you, you slowly slip into the madness and it becomes crazier and crazier. This, you're thrown into the madness at the beginning and have no idea what's happening. And then it slowly unravels itself and starts making more sense as it goes along. So it's really interesting. It was a really interesting take on, you know, a, a story progression. Because to me, that was like completely backwards because the whole time I'm like, what's happening? I don't understand this. What's going on? And then by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, OK, that was like that was really interesting. So I liked how you're just thrown into his world of complete chaos and you just have to be like, this is the world we live in, I guess. Yeah. Very well done. So he's talking to his publicist and his publicist alludes to the fact that he used to be a children's book writer and he used to write stories about a porcupine. Wasn't it Harvey the Hedgehog? Or a hedgehog. I think. I think it was Harvey the Hedgehog. One of those. <laughs> um, and he used to write children's book stories, and he's absolutely over it. He wants nothing to do with it. Like, they just make him angry. Um, like, he just, he refuses because he wants to write his book. And she's kind of like, well, I don't know who we're going to sell that to. Um, but, like, okay, you're working on it. Like, I'll see what I can do. We'll see if we can put some feelers out of, like, who's going to um, want to buy the book. Yeah. And, um, but she basically gives him shit and tells him that he needs to start writing the children's books again, which he just does not want to do. And then he goes home to continue being paranoid about things, <laughs> which he also gets startled at one point by a group of children who are trying to sing Christmas carols because this takes place during Christmas time randomly. Yeah, it's a very uh, odd. But in a very vague sort of very way. Very vague. It's just like Christmas is happening like in the background. Yeah. Very, very subtly. Um, and in nowhere does this affect him except for these kids singing Christmas carols. And uh, he ends up scaring these children. Because they're trying to raise money and he tries to give them money in a sock through the uh, door, like through the mail slot of the door to his building because he refuses to come outside, probably because he wasn't wearing pants. Yeah, he's um, in underwear for like 75% of this movie. Really disgu old underwear. disgusting, dirty, dingy, That weird, filthy. like, you know they're old because they're kind of tan. Yeah. All over. You you're like, your, why are they tan? If you let your boxers get that bad or your, uh, you know, your tidy whities get that bad. It's time for new underwear. Yeah. Just um, saying. Which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he tries to slip that, but someone keeps calling him and it really, as we've discussed, it really freaks him out when people call him on the phone. So he starts screaming at his telephone to leave him alone, except it sounds like he's screaming at these children. Um, <laughs> so when they take the sock, he wants the sock back. Um, but he's, but he's scared the children. So they run off with his sock. Mm. Uh, and then he goes to get on the phone and his publicist is calling and she's got great news that there's a guy. He's from America. He wants, he's very interested in this book, really wants to look at it. Very interested in buying the book. And um, I thought it was a movie script. Buying the rights. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, it's a movie script. Okay, movie script uh, to make it into a movie. Um, and so <laughs> this leads him into a, an entire spiral mm -hmm. because um, worse than before somehow. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because this guy has a name that's extremely similar to the name of this other kill. This guy who was a killer and used to kill people and dismember him them. 
but he wasn't caught because he went overseas to America. And we're talking like this guy doesn't have the same last name. They have he has a middle name that's the same as this guy's last name. Like it, it's like a, it's highly unlikely they're related. This is such a paper thin reasonable explanation. You know what this vibe gave off? What Charlie when he's uh, from uh, American Horror Story from Always Sunny in Philadelphia when he's when him and Mac are working at that place and he's got the whole conspiracy theory thing on the board. That's what it reminded me of because he's making all these connections that make zero sense and you're like, uh huh, buddy, are you, are you doing okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so same vibe. He starts going into this whole spiral um, about this and his publicist tells him that he's got to get there. They get to this bar at eight o'clock to talk to the guy and he's like, um, and she's like, make sure you dress nice. And he's like, I don't have any clean suits. And she's like, well, wear a nice shirt. Then he's like, I don't have any clean clothes. And I have um, underwear and shirt. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> He has no clean clothes. He And she's like, all right, well, then just go to the laundromat. Like, it's not hard. Just go get your, go wash your clothes. And this puts him in a whole spiral. He is absolutely losing his mind. Um, and he gets so freaked out by this. Um, he decides he's going to figure out how to wash his clothes in his sink and dry them in his oven. And while he's running around doing this, and keep in mind, he's still got his kitchen knife in his hand because he takes it with him everywhere. everywhere. At one point, he forgets it, runs and leaps across the hall to grab it, that flips around like someone so was waiting fun. to stab him. It's just the shot is so funny, too, because it's just the hallway with the two doors. And it, you, you just see him whoop, jump from one room to the other room and grab his knife in defense. And it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. It was so, so funny. After this, he um he has this problem with this loose window in his apartment that likes to slide open, which is confusing, but like it blows the curtains and it scares him. So he gets pissed, loses his mind, rips open a bottle, like stabs open a bottle of or, uh, <laughs> super a super glue, pours it all over the window <laughs> and then starts running around trying to get all the other stuff done. Um, <laughs> with the knife in his hand still. Yeah. Uh, only to realize when he is going to... um take a shower while his clothes are drying in the oven that has a fire in the back of it. So yeah, like, like, a, like a like literally fire is happening. It's a gas. And he's drying his socks and his pants and his <laughs> underwear and his shirt in the oven. Uh, <laughs> so he realized stupid. he is super glued a full kitchen knife onto his hand, like all five fingers. Um, oh my God. <laughs> It's the most wild scenario in a horror movie I've seen. In a, it's so ridiculous. You're like, yeah. oh, great. Now you have to go out into public with a super glued knife on your hand. Yeah. So he doesn't Fucking know what the hell he's going to do. He tries to use um, what are cuticle cutters to pry his hand apart. Ends up stabbing himself in the hand with those. Starts bleeding. Uh, <laughs> he has a problem because this is like an old crappy building. So then the door's creaking open for no reason, which it has done multiple times before. He starts stabbing through his own shower curtain and falls over and injures himself. I thought he'd stabbed himself, honestly. Which, yes, that was a fake out where you uh, think he has maybe stabbed himself. <laughs> but, you know, he's trying to get ready. He finally gets the shower done. Um, and he's like, what's that smell? 
cut to <laughs> uh, him uh, being blown back by his oven because he totally let his clothes catch fire in there. Oh, and there's something like he walks out into the hallway. There's just a billowing smoke everywhere. Yeah. And yeah, and then he gets blown back and it's just like fire in his face. It's f- fucking hysterical. Holy and, shit. Um, so then he uh, he's like full spiral. He can't think he's like just completely <laughs> destroyed, does not know what to do. And then we cut to a child's birthday party that is pirate themed, um, which are like, what the hell is happening? Well, the pirates uh, themed birthday party is actually the home of a therapist. We don't really know if specifically this is his therapist or he just found a therapist to call because they don't really specify. Um, so he calls the therapist and the therapist and he's like, I can't move. I can't breathe. I can't do anything. I don't know what to do. And the therapist is like, all right, well. Usually when something is affecting you this much, it's because something in your past affected you so much that it's creating these other issues now. And they have this very cool thing where he's like telling him to picture, close his eyes and picture being in his office and, um, you know, just kind of reflecting on his childhood and what's happened to him. And they think in some way it has to do with the fact that he was left as a child by his mom, when he was five, he was just abandoned. Yep. Um, you gonna say where? I'm. I'm gonna get there. Okay. I just don't want to say it if you were gonna say it. No. Um. And the therapist pretty much talks to him, and he's like, "All right, if you want to get through this, you have to go do your laundry." <laughs> yeah. So he goes and puts on what clothes he has. Um. Piles up his one shirt, two socks, and a pair of underwear. And um, puts on a coat because he can't get the knife off of his hand. So and he has to go out. So he found finds a uh, coat with big old trench coat, comically deep pockets. Oh yeah, and um, pulls his hood up and heads off to the laundromat, which is wildly far away for him. He goes to like a really far away laundromat. Yeah. Um. So he, you know, crosses paths with a lot of people. Oh, I I apologize. I should say. That after he scares those children, a cop does come to ask him. It's not a cop. It's like um, oh yeah, community he, police. He had a funny name. I can't remember and, the, the uh, long name he had. He's like, he comes to check if everything's okay because these kids were scared and thought maybe this man needed help. And he's like, no, I'm fine. He's like, also super weird. You're suspicious. He's just super suspicious of this guy because the guy also tries to look through the mail slot when Jack refuses to open the door. Yeah. And he sees him in his underwear. He's like, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Jesus. So he uh, bumps past that guy again. Um, the community cops like, "Hey, you doing okay?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine." Um, he's like, "All right. Well, bye." <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, Jack's trying to get to the laundromat, and he's still feeling very paranoid. He's trying. He's like hyping himself up to go do laundry, like aggressively trying to just be like, "I can do this. It's not a problem. I'm gonna do it." Like, I got to get to the laundromat. He gets there and immediately starts by staring in the window to see who's how many people are in there, what they're doing, what they look like. Got to get a lay of the land, man. And it's four women, one of whom is looking directly back through the glass at him. And he's like, and she's like, why are you like, what are you doing? He's like, shit, I'm not even in and I'm already fucking this up. (laughs) So he finally just does it. He goes in there. And he starts to use the washing machine and he goes through like this 
whole thing. Like he is like he doesn't know what to do. There are so many buttons. These they didn't used to have so many buttons. The rules. He's got. He's got to look. He's up, reading the rules. Or the instructions. So that, sorry. Yeah, the instructions for how to do the laundry, and he is like trying to figure this out. And he finally gets his clothes in the wash and gets it started. Um, and then he looks over and he kind of just sits down and everyone's kind of just staring at him. And he's like, he's being really creepy. I mean, he's a guy in a trench coat with a hood up. Super creepy. And he's got, you know, like burns. Like, I think he has some burns on his face, right? Like on like there's like char marks on his face. Uh, no. Oh, no. But we'll oh. get into that in a minute. Oh, OK. Um, so he's like doing that and he's kind of watching his laundry and just thinking to himself like totally manic just thinking the whole time about his laundry and how it gets done and once his laundry gets done he's going to get it over to the dryer and once he gets the dryer done then he's just going to be out of here and he will have done it and then he notices the washing machine next to him is sudsy on the inside and his isn't sudsy and he starts to get upset and worked up and he starts saying to the other women what what's wrong with mine why is mine different than yours why is your sudsy mine why is yours white and mine's clear yeah (laughs) and then they explain to him that he geniusly did not actually put soap in there, so it's not going to get clean. So one lady who's annoyed, because they're all annoyed, he's being very creepy and strange, um, goes and buys him soap, hands it to him. Well, he starts to put it in, and everyone's like, what the hell are you doing? You have to wash it again now. You like, can't do it in the middle of the cycle. Yeah, they're what like, are you doing? It won't rinse out right. You can't do it. <laughs> and uh, so he gets very upset. He's panicking like an insane person about getting this done correctly. And then in walks a pretty girl whose name is what again? Sanjeet. 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 Um, and so he's trying not to look like a spaz in front of her. Uh, he finally gets his clothes out of the washer, gets them over to the um, dryer where the lady next to him is uh, being very weird and protective of her own laundry. Just like staring at him like a weirdo. Like, what? What's wrong with him? He didn't. He's just trying to do his laundry. I know he's a weirdo. Like, just let him. Just let him be. Yeah, he's also be. staring at her stuff to assess how she's drying her clothes, so he knows how to dry his clothes. It's a fucking hot mess. And he's watching um, what's happening. Well, then he. Um... Sorry, I'm out of breath. Um, he starts <laughs> to think he has to take his stuff out a piece at a time, like she's done. He tries to take the piece out and, uh, oh no, you know what? I take that back. He is sitting against a wall and looking in a mirror and suddenly he realizes the reason everyone's been staring at him like he's insane is it because when he opened the oven, he burned off all the hair on one side of his head. Oh yeah. So he looks like a crazy burn victim out of nowhere. He just looks like he got blasted in the face. Um, Which he did. And he looks deranged all of a sudden and he doesn't realize- which is brilliant, though, for this movie, because they you don't even realize till this happens that you have not seen him from that side for the whole like last yeah, yeah. 15 minutes, last 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, um, they've done a fantastic job of hiding this. So he realizes he looks insane. He doesn't want to look crazy in front of the pretty girl. Except when he goes to try to take out his clothes, he tries to take out his underwear, which then snap back over his head, <laughs> fly across the air. And he tries to pretend like, he didn't do that. He's like, nope, those are gone forever. Except the pretty girl walks over and says, like, um, like are these are yours? These your underwear? And he tries to deny it. And then she is like, but they've got, like, your name on them. And, <laughs> and he's like, fine, fine, these are mine. And then he accidentally takes out the hand <laughs> with the knife in it. 
And then this is when all, because it's only women in there. All hell breaks loose. They all lose their shit. They start to lose their mind um, because they think he's trying to attack them. But he's such a spaz. He just keeps going, no, it's fine. I'm a writer. He's like, that's not, that's not a great explanation. Um, So they all panic, run out of the laundromat, um, run back in. Or like he tries to run out with them uh, to explain, but they lock him in. And um, won't let him out until the police arrive where they take a total cops approach to it. Um, Like they've got a cameraman. They are using excessive force on this guy. Like it is outrageous. And um, should we leave it there? Yeah, I was going to leave it there in just a second. So like they are trying to arrest him. He is trying to explain what's going on. And um it, it just like it, it starts to go like totally crazy from there because you're just like, uh, this guy is absolutely insane until you realize maybe he's not so paranoid. And it's it's like a fun movie. You don't even know the directions it's going to go. It's really amusing. Yeah. And once you get one, we'll just stop it with once he's in the back. I think he's in the back of an ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. Because what happens from there on is just absolute. It's, like, it's bonkers because you're it, like, oh, okay, that was weird. But then you don't see where the movie's going. No, you don't. It, uh, it, it's, it, it's. I, I consider it a hidden little gem. Um, I, I agree. I think it's underrated. I think it's very underrated. I think it's a lot of fun. It's wild. It's wacky. It's, it's absolutely hysterical too. We were like scream laughing. It was so funny. Yeah, because we didn't know what he was doing most of the time because he was so manic and all over the place. But then you're like. You know, he's doing such a, like, Simon Pegg killed the performance, so you're still enjoying it because you're following along with him. Yeah, exactly. And like you're like I said, you're thrown into this world of, like, I don't know what's happening, and by the end of it, it all makes sense. And, it, every like, there's some good character arcs, and, you know, everything everything just it works out. You know, it's very good. Yeah. It's a very good movie. Uh, I really I really quite enjoyed it, and I'm glad I own it on, uh, on Blu-ray. Um, what did you, did you rate it? No, but I'd say I'd give it, like, a four. Oh, four. Wow. Okay. I gave it three, three, five. Yeah. It's got a 2.9 on Letterboxd, and then it has a uh, 5.8 on the IMDb's. So uh, pretty solid rating, you know. I feel like it could be a little higher. I feel like it should be a little higher. Yeah. It's it's funny because like 2.9s are like, uh, they they can literally go either way for me because I can, uh, it's anywhere from like a two to a four. It just depends. So like the the ones that are rated 2.9s are typically ones that I feel are underrated. You know, they're, they, I feel like they deserve a little bit more, especially because it's Simon Pegg, too, and he does a fantastic job. He's great at comedy. He's yeah, so he's good. So funny. Like, he does manic and serious and, like, determined. He does, like, such a great range, and it all reads really well with him. Really? Really. Really well. Um, yeah, I, I really think he did a great job in this. I'm just, I'm also surprised that they got him for this movie because it was until you, and it's, it's 10 years old. I had not even heard of this until you brought it up. And I was like, Simon Pegg in a horror comedy? That's not Shaun of the Dead? What? Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone in this was great. It, it feels very contained um, because it's, you know, it's contained to pretty much a laundromat and his house and some various street scenes. Um, so, yeah, it's a very contained movie. It's very fun. And uh, I didn't find any part of it to be dragging or slow. 
especially for an hour and, you know, 40 minutes. Like, typically, those movies, you know, they can have parts where they're slow. But this, I felt, just was moving the whole time. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and you also get to enjoy his inner monologue, so you're just, like, oh, on yeah. board the crazy train. <laughs> All aboard, for real. Um, So, uh, shit, I didn't know. I didn't check if there was a mid- or post credit scene. So I can't tell you about that. I don't that. believe there was. Um, Taglines. We've got Jack's a writer with a dark secret, but now his demons are taking over unless one man finds the courage to fight back. Trivia. I found one thing because there wasn't a lot. This was the first film backed by Pinewood Studios Initiative to support low-budget uh, British filmmaking. Oh, there's two. Sorry. Uh, as a chance to get under the skin of an adult feeling trapped by his life choices, Simon Pegg and director Crispin Mills took their children to... A concert by the Australian children's group, the Wiggles. They were struck by how in, how the enraptured oh, Jesus. They were struck by how enraptured the children were by the performers and couldn't wonder help wonder what the men playing the Wiggles must actually feel like from a creative empowerment point of view. As the opportunities do anything else, to do anything else must be severely limited for them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then there's one goof I, th- I found funny. It was during the restaurant scene. The um, African-American man sitting behind Jack disappears and reappears as the, as the shot changes. So a little continuity there for you. Um, but yeah, I 100% recommend this movie. It is, a, it is a good time if you want to laugh um, and not be grossed out by any gore or any jump scares. Uh, there are some spooky elements, you know. I think but, there's like one quasi jump scare, but it's not yeah. like uh, something jumps out at you. It's just more like, oh. Yeah. Um, and again, you can you can stream this on Stars, uh, which we have through Hulu, Shop Factory TV, free with ads on Amazon, or you can buy the Blu-ray from um, Amazon or directly through Shout Factory. So um, with that being said, we're, we're back on track to do weekly episodes. It's happening. We actually reviewed this movie. Did it. Nailed Yay. it. Boom. Only took two episodes. Only took what? Two episodes. Oh, two episodes, yeah. Um, what's next week? Next week is... Somebody else. I know. Um, what's the, Hold on. What is next week? Is that is that the first? Yeah. Okay, so it'll be me and Spencer next week, because that's uh, you're gone next week for like five days. So party. Well, that's all the end of the week. Party up in the heezy. No, I know. Um, yeah, I know. But I'm saying me and Spencer will, will be back next week doing um, uh, a movie. Can't remember what it is. I'm not going to tell you anyways if I did. So there. Um, and uh, tomorrow I'm getting my tattoo. Starting my horror leg sleeve tattoo. I'm very excited. Yay. I won't be. Got to sit in a chair for six hours. Bring like, a snack. Like six times. It's going to be fine. Seriously, bring bring granola bars. No, I know. Um, I'm going to uh, be uploading pictures onto the Facebook page uh, as, as uh, to show progress. Getting five different um, icons. and Well, icons, in my opinion, from the 80s. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, follow us on Facebook. Speaking of that, at Frightmares and Instagram and Slasher app at Frightmares Podcast. Twitter at Frightmares underscore pod. I am Dr. Proctor on Letterboxd. You are... Watson LMP90. Watson LMP90. Check out what we're watching. Maybe get an idea of what we're going to review on the show. And, uh, you know, come back next week. Until then, stay tuned and... Stay spooky. Stay spooky.